0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. This month, Amazon Studios released the third season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The show's premise is simple. Midge Maisel is a housewife in New York City in the late 1950s. Dumped by her husband, she finds unlikely success in the stand-up comedy scene. Hilarity ensues.
1: I am not a prostitute. I'm a comic. Is there a difference? Yes. Prostitutes get
0: paid
2: more. Hilarious. You should go into comedy.
0: I did. Now, the title character, portrayed by Rachel Brosnahan, quickly becomes a sensation, but the show is nevertheless unflinching in its depiction of what she endures, from sexism to unequal pay to outright harassment. We got to wondering, is Mrs. Maisel's situation anything like being a female comedian today? What about a female comedian in, well, St. Louis? So yesterday, we invited Libby Higgins to our studio to discuss just that. If you're not familiar with Libby's work, she is absolutely one of the funniest women in town. She's best known for her character, Carla, who became a YouTube sensation for her short video, Excuse Me. You'll have to go Google that. It's so funny. So I started our conversation by asking Libby why she thinks women remain underrepresented in comedy as a whole.
2: Well, there's the trope, women aren't funny. You always hear that. You even hear that from women, which is absurd because there are plenty of funny women. I think Sometimes women are scared to get in the business because they know it is a a male-dominated business. Becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And I started very late. I started uh, when I was 40. And I just don't care what men think.
0: (laughs) You say you also hear this from women, though, where women say women aren't funny. What do you think is going on there?
2: I think they, women that say that, are hearing that from men and just believing it for whatever. I don't know why they're believing it, but they are. What led you to start doing comedy at 40? Whew. A really, I had a major life event. I left my husband, and I was like, I've always wanted to do comedy, and now is the time. So you're like the real Mrs. Maisel.
0: I know you haven't seen the show, I haven't but seen that's the, the exact plot. Really? Yeah. You should watch the show. I should. Did, did it end up being therapy where you're working through the problems in that marriage while you're up on stage?
2: Um, I don't do a lot of uh, material about dating or marriage, but it was definitely therapy in that I was finally doing something for myself and not letting someone else tell me how to live my life.
0: Do you think overall the St. Louis comedy scene is inclusive?
2: I do I do think it is you know, I think it's different for me as a forty-five-year-old woman than it is for younger women. It's, I think, it's harder for younger women. And why is that? Um, I think they're. Uh, I just, I just feel like it's harder. There, are, there's no one hitting on me. <laughs> there's nobody hitting on me, and I think for younger women, it's, it's harder. Do you feel
0: do you see a lot of things I guess with younger female comedians where they're being treated
2: in that way? I do. I see a lot of gross stuff. Uh gross men. And are they um fellow comics or are these audience members? All um all audience members. I don't want to say uh bookers. Just a lot of just anybody that's around comedy. It's just a lot grosser for for younger women. And for these young women, I mean, do you see that affecting them?
0: I mean, are they not wanting to deal with that? They get out of the scene or
2: I don't see women leaving the scene. I see a lot of women that are strong in the scene and a lot of women that love comedy and just want to do it.
0: Yeah, it's so much harder when you're young. <laughs>
2: yeah. I can't imagine doing this in my 20s. I just yeah. because, you know, you worry about what people think worry about how you look constantly. (laughs) Now I'm just like, whatever. And that was the fabulous Libby Higgins.
0: Today, we're also joined in studio by a hilarious woman in the St. Louis scene, and that's Tina Dybal. Um, She's a local comedian who co-hosts the podcast Slop City with, yes, Libby Higgins. Tina, welcome back to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me again. And we're joined by phone uh, by Purdy B. She's another really funny local comedian. She started doing videos and then got into stand-up. Uh, Purdy, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, Purdy, I'm wondering, what do you think is more difficult, playing a totally hostile room full of noisy drunks or being a woman in comedy?
3: (laughs) Being a woman in comedy. Really? (laughs) Tell me why. Well, it's, like you said, it's a man's game. And uh, we really have to work, like, 50 times harder to prove ourselves. So, you know, like, we have to work so hard until if we're in a room full of angry drunks, we can handle it because we're handling, you know, everything else just to do the comedy. Just to be there.
1: Tina, I yeah. see you nodding. Oh, yeah. You feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's such a male dominated scene that it's and it's it, it just like Purdy said, it's like we're working overtime just to get respect in the scene, you know, and it's like, I don't need the respect from the men in the scene but you kind of do. You kind of do cuz to... they're the ones booking shows. Yeah. And
0: not anymore.
1: But yeah, when I first started for sure like it was it was very much like men booking rooms all the time and yeah, I mean once you finally like get that and and you really do just have to stop caring. Like you just have to stop worrying about what anyone thinks and just show up and be very stern, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I am doing this. I am here. Do not comment on my outfit. Don't look at me. Don't even, we're not, we're not the same.
0: So here you are, you're trying to make people laugh. And at the same time, you have to come in like you are just the meanest person in the world. That seems like such a dichotomy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's that dramatic, but I definitely do. I, I feel like yeah, for the first little while it was very much like me being like I deserve to be here. I'm like saying it as I'm walking up to the comedy club, you know, when I first started like <laughs> don't look at don't let them talk to you like that. Don't let them don't let them treat you bad. You know, you are here and you deserve a spot on this open mic. <laughs> uh, Purdy, has
0: that also been your experience that you had to kind of just put on that that warrior face just to even get up there?
3: No. Um I'm just a natural warrior. So like mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing off to the side. I'm just doing what I need to do. Screw what you're talking about and what you're doing. My, I'm, I'm just looking straight ahead. I'm quite sure it's happening, but I'm not looking at it.
0: Now, overall, as we discussed with Libby, women remain extremely underrepresented in the comedy scene. And that's that's true nationally. It's not just a St. Louis thing. Um, but, Tina, you seem to suggest that you're seeing that change locally, that men aren't booking all the shows anymore. When did that start to change?
1: Um, I don't, I mean, maybe like three years ago, because I've been doing comedy for five years in St. Louis, and um, I think it was probably at like the two-year mark. I think I started a room when I was about a year and a half in. And when you say started a room, that's some industry jargon. What does that mean? So I I started a show at uh, Pat's. Uh, in Dogtown, you know that it's like a like off Tam and Clayton or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just they they had a room upstairs like an event space, and I started an open mic. And me and another fellow comedian in St. Louis, Emily Hickner, we started a show. It was called Two Girls, One Mic.
0: And were you consciously trying to do things differently than some
1: of the males that you'd worked with had? Um, yeah, I I guess so. I don't know if it was necessarily. Uh, Topic of conversation. It was just like we deserve to start a room, mm-hmm. a show, and we should start one. You know, so it you kind of just have to create your own opportunities sometimes, and it pushes you to grow mm-hmm. as a comedian. Like I think every comic should start a show or run an open mic at some point in their career.
0: And are you seeing now other women sort of take the reins in that same yes. way? Yes. And and Purdy, is that making a difference in terms of the opportunities available for a female comic?
3: It really is. It, it, it really is. It's opening up lots of opportunities for female comics, and even the uh, like for as far as the LGBT—I'm going to leave a letter out—but that community, you know, that um, we even have mics open for for them, you know, mm-hmm. or for, just mm-hmm. for women only, you know? So yeah, they're making pretty good strides with this. I, I like it. I
0: so like when it. I asked Libby the question in our conversation, I said, "Do you think the St. Louis comedy scene is inclusive?" There was quite a little pause there before she mm-hmm. answered the question. And as she was sitting in the studio, I could sort of see the, the mixed feelings on her face as she was trying to decide how to answer that. And I'm wondering what answer um, each of you would have to that question. Tina, do you feel that the St. Louis comedy scene is inclusive?
1: I think we are on the right track. I think there are, like uh, Purdy said, you know, we have a lot of, like, uh, LGBTQ-inclusive people uh, mics, we have females that are running shows, we have trans people running shows like we have so many cool mm-hmm. things but I think the hesitation that you saw with Libby before she answered that question is it's still like, even though there's all these cool things, we still have to work so much harder to get mm-hmm. respect and to mm-hmm. have people not come up to us after our shows and be like, you know, that was a little too dirty while we're watching men do similar jokes just like on the flip side.
0: That's interesting. Do you think there's a double standard there where Absolutely. if a woman isn't as raunchy as a man
1: people think she's raunchier yes how so mm. what do you think drives that I, uh, I think it's honestly just like an in, uh, inherent uncomfortability with watching a woman do whatever she wants on stage <laughs> and I know that sounds like such a man hater answer yeah. but I really do I think that people get uncomfortable the, it, not everybody uh, you know, I think people are trying to be better about this, but I think that there are a lot of people that are kind of like, oh, uh, what's she doing up there?
2: <laughs> pretty, She's up there it.
1: talking? Yeah. P- pretty, I know your <laughs> show is is
2: pretty
0: raw. Um, do you get that same thing where you feel like people are almost taken aback by the fact that a woman can be as, as raunchy as a man?
3: Well, um, I really don't. The reaction I get is like, oh, my God, ha, ha, ha. You know, they just, I'm just who I am. Like, I, I don't try to sugarcoat it. Either you can like it or leave it. You know, like... Um, like uh, there's one comedian she said you you, almost like a female Bernie Mac <laughs> I, I don't know if I could live up to that you know but
0: <laughs> that is quite the compliment yeah. <laughs> now you you mentioned when you talked to our producers you almost have a similar story to Libby Higgins in that you started comedy a little bit later in life how old were you when you first started getting involved
3: oh 44 okay so you were also yeah.
0: in your 40s do you think yeah. that made mm-hmm. a difference in terms of your ability to just not care
3: Yeah, it makes a big difference because, you know, when you're young, you're very impressionable. Everything matters. And then, like Libby said, I don't have anybody hitting on me. (laughs) So I don't (laughs) don't really have to worry about the the raunchy side of it. I just go do what I'm going to do. You know, people let me do what I do and go about my business.
0: Tina, I'm wondering for you, I'm just assuming here based on appearances, but I think you are a little bit younger than that. Um, have you had to deal with people hitting on you in ways that were unwelcome?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I have. I've gotten you know messages from people that have been at shows, like uh, audience members and stuff. Uh, my DMs have been... A little uh, questionable. These aren't just times. people
0: that want to buy you coffee. These are people that are
1: yeah, they're being inappropriate for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, How yeah. do you
0: respond to that?
1: Well, I, sometimes I think it doesn't deserve a response, so I don't answer. And then other times, I just do set a hard boundary, like please don't ever send me messages like this again. Uh, Thanks for coming to the show, because uh, I still got to get that in, you know? <laughs> right. So I'm you want like, them to okay. keep supporting comedy. Yeah, you said something gross, but uh, don't stop coming to shows, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, do you find, are they surprised that you're not down for dirty talk when, hey, when you're on the stage, you're being dirty?
1: Um, yeah, I guess. And and it's not necessarily that I'm not down for dirty talk. Like, I'm all about to- being vulnerable and, like, you know, just messing around uh, and Talking after shows and, you know, just BSing. But mm-hmm. it's, I don't, it's like, I don't want it. ...pointed towards me, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's very common, that people are like, well, you're talking like that on stage, so... Yeah, can't I do that in your
0: inbox? Yeah, it's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to play a clip from a scene. This is from season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. In this scene, Midge is performing at a new club, and she's one of many, many comedians. All the rest of them are male. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to have a good slot, but the men keep bumping her slot in favor of their (laughs) own so they can go earlier in the night. And then they stick around, hoping she'll bomb. By the time she gets on stage, she's drunk, and she calls out the men.
1: The only thing I feel prepared to take on, right now, this very minute, is those f***ing losers at the bar. <laughs> I mean, look at that. The before picture in a Charles Atlas male virility enhancement ad, Just standing there, waiting for me to bomb. It's midnight on a Tuesday and the highlight of their evening is the possibility of seeing a chick fail. <laughs> Am I supposed to find them intimidating? Cuz cuz all I see is a lineup of men who had to go into comedy just to get laid. <laughs>
0: And that's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's from season two. Now, the men in this scene were not at all amused when Mm -hmm. she turned the jokes on them. And I'm wondering, um, Tina, do you think the guys you've worked with in the St. Louis scene would have had a thicker skin if you sort of turned your comedy
1: to make fun of them? Um, No, I think they they wouldn't like it at all. There's a few instances that I remember when I first started doing comedy where – you know, men would bring me and other females on stage, and they'd be like, guys, it's your first female comedian of the night. You know, and that's like it, – it's just like no, – yeah, I want everything to be inclusive, but also I'm a comic, so just – Bring me up as your next comedian coming up on the stage. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like, uh oh, she's less than. Let's get her up and see what we think of her. You know, yeah. That's kind of the feeling that it's always been with that. Like I've, mm. I've had uh, a, a, you know, some instances like that. And it, granted, this was a few years ago, but it's still, you know, I'm I'm glad that I stuck around and powered through that because it does make you feel awkward and it makes you feel like, oh cool, they're looking at me like I'm less than. You know.
0: Pretty. What about you? I mean, have you felt uh, camaraderie? with
3: the male comics
0: in the scene, or do you feel more some sharp elbows?
3: Ooh, honey, I have male comics ribbing me real good right now, but they're upset because I'm not working with them because I'm my eye is on the prize, and I'm just, I'm moving forward. Well, pretty should come over here. No, 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 I shouldn't. I should keep going straight ahead. So, you know, I don't I don't depend on men to book me or even like me. I'm just <laughs> straight ahead. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so when you say they're ribbing you real good, this is not necessarily good-spirited, good-humored no, ribbing.
3: No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I have some, you know, I, like, I have a few comedians that I'm with, and we, you know, we rib each other, and it's all in fun and games. But sure. there's a few out there that really don't like Pretty B. I had no idea. That I was working and doing that well. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you almost take it as a compliment that they feel threatened by you.
3: Yeah, I th- I even take it as a compliment if I'm on an all male show and they say, "We, our first and only comedian, mm-hmm. female comedian," I'm going to go up here and be better than every man on this show. Thank you. <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> Tina's saying. That t- it oh, sounds yeah. like Tina definitely agrees with <laughs> for that for sure. Um, Now, a comedian named Martha Belsky wrote an op-ed in the New York Times in 2017. She called it the lose-lose life of the female comedian. And she kind of addressed some of these ideas we're talking about. She writes, often for male comedians, women are seen as part of the reward for success. Most were not exactly studs in their developing years and are thrilled that sex is part of what comes along with being recognized for the talents they are. Fair enough. But where does that leave us, their female peers and colleagues? Well, we now know where it leaves at least some of them, cringing in horror and uncertain how to proceed, while a certain red-haired comedian gets naked in front of them. Do you think the Louis C.K. story, where he was called out for the way he treated female comics, was that a wake-up call for male comedians overall? Uh, Tina, have you seen changes in the way that that male comedians act?
1: Um, uh, Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean... I don't know. Well, and it's like I, I date a male comedian in the scene. Like my partner's Rafe Williams, and we've been he's together. He's the funniest man in St. Louis. Yeah. I love him. Love him. Yeah. Love him. He's, great. he's a fan. Yeah. He's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've been together for four years. So it's like there is kind of like, I haven't, I've kind of been off limits or whatever to some people on in that regard. But, uh, keyword some people but um Mm -hmm. (laughs) I uh yeah I don't know I think that people are definitely more aware and it's also kind of wild to watch a lot of comedians heroes go down you know Mm -hmm. like so many people were like wow this is oh he's done like this is Mm -hmm. out everybody knows it's official it's no more rumors anymore so yeah I mean I think people are more aware and people have very hard lines on it
0: but do you think it was a sobering moment maybe for some comedians that even if they it didn't make them want to be better that at least they were scared?
3: I just think a butthole is a butthole and if um, they if they're, they're going to change it's going to be up to them. I don't think anything will make them change like yeah. some of the some comedians I know they're just good people. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you if you if you're not good people you just can't be good people.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, going back to Mrs. Maisel for a minute, I know you guys are not super fans. It's not like you've been hanging off every episode. But I'm wondering, overall, from what you've seen, do you think it gets the milieu of comedy right? Tina, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I only watched like uh, half of the first season, and it's not that I didn't like it or anything. It's just I get sucked into TV shows, and then I'm like, uh oh, I haven't, you know, showered in a couple days because I'm just watching so much TV. So I got to put a limit on it. But what I will say is uh, if I remember correctly, her husband tried to do stand up. He did. And he failed. Correct. Correct? And then he gets very mm-hmm. jealous of her as she starts mm-hmm. succeeding. Because she's just, you can tell, like, she's just so angry. And she's like, I just, I need an outlet. I need somewhere to go and talk and do whatever. And she's very good at it, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, and granted, the times are different. It's like, what, is it the 50s? Is Late that 50s. It's, yeah. So, obviously, women are don't have as many rights as they do today. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, I, I'm sure there's still some some uh, themes that ring true today the scene. Well, you're from scene. a
0: two-comedian relationship. Do you yeah. feel like sort of that tension between wanting to be supportive, but also, man, sometimes it's hard to see someone in your own field do better than you're doing. I mean, do you think it sort of gets that right, that that sort of inherent tension there
1: kind of i that i think that if somebody is very jealous of their partner that it doesn't even have to do with comedy i think that you're not a good person if you're like oh i don't mm-hmm. want them to succeed mm-hmm. now i'll have healthy moments with rafe my partner where i'm like man i want to do that but it's not like oh man it's time to tear you down and make you f- you know feel bad mm-hmm. about doing something great it's like no i'm very supportive and it's a it's like a healthy push each other to grow like you know, we want both of us to succeed. So
0: Pretty B you know. do you feel like overall the show um it, it kinda gets it right. Being a female comedian is yes. really hard.
1: It 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 really does.
3: It, it it hits it right it hits the nail right on the head. Like, um I try to stay away from T V but it was it was mentioned to me to watch Miss Mazel. Now I'm just gonna go watch the whole thing. I'm totally intrigued. She's living my whole life. <laughs>
0: evil well, man. on that Why note, I don't have an
3: evil man?
0: <laughs> um, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I want to say, Purdy B., thank you so much for, for joining mm-hmm. us today. Mm, not a problem. And Tina Dival thank you for being here again. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KW.